scripture says, Jesus has won the victory for us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are the recipients of the abundance of grace and the victory that Jesus has won. Praise God, you and I experience that and enjoy that. So we are grateful to the Lord this morning. As we remain standing, we're going to look into God's word. Shall we turn to Matthew? Gospel according to Saint Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Amen. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us. We pray that you will deposit within us grace and the word that comes forth. We pray that will be applied into our lives and we will apply it in our day-to-day -day life. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name. Every critical spirit be stilled. We take victory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I had a request from one of our young men for the PowerPoint. So after some time, we're going to be using the PowerPoint. I want to thank our media team who has given my slides. They have actually refined them. We thank the Lord for them and the talents that God has given them. Praise the Lord. Today's message is titled... Today's message is titled, Be Merciful. All right, so. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. We looked at the first four Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. It talks about the mindset of those who are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. As Jesus moves further... He is saying how the mindset affects our behavior. Praise the Lord. Our mindsets affect our behavior. So today we are looking at what Jesus said. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Think about this. Who doesn't want mercy? When we are riding high in life, when everything is working smooth, when life is error-free, 
I don't know if anybody has a life that is error-free. I think all our lives are error-free till someone finds out the error. Then we want mercy. We all want mercy. You ask the guy who's caught for shoplifting, he will cry mercy. The guy who's caught DWI, DUI, they want mercy. If you're caught speeding, you want mercy. If you're caught on the phone as you're driving, you want mercy. I receive such kind of mercy. Not the DWI, DUI, but on the phone when I was driving. One day I was driving and I got caught. The cop pulled me over and uh, he said, driver's license registration. I said, uh, sorry, officer, this was an emergency call. I'm a pastor. He looked at me and he said, it was an emergency call? I said, yes. You think you could have pulled over and picked up that phone call? I looked at him, thought for a mo moment. He was right. I could have done that. I said, yes, I could have done it. He gave me a stern look and he said, okay, make sure you don't do it the next time. I thank God. That was mercy. I always find when you get caught by the cops for something small like that, don't get into an argument with them. Be polite. Even if he gives you a ticket, we deserve it. But be polite. You know? And uh, I thank the Lord that day that I didn't get a ticket. But that was a good lesson for me. How I learned the lesson, I really don't know. Actually, I make all my calls when I'm on the road. Okay. So, the point that I'm trying to make is that we all need mercy in our lives. But the key here, Jesus is saying, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Merciful. Unless we are merciful, we cannot give mercy. We all want mercy, but we are miserly when it is time for us to give mercy. And the reason that we are miserly is only because we are not merciful. Praise the Lord. You need to be full of mercy to give mercy. Praise the Lord. So this is what Jesus is saying. We need to be merciful. Blessed are the merciful. They shall receive Mercy, praise the Lord. Okay, there you go. Meaningful mercy is forgiveness, clemency, leniency, tenderness. It's more than just the attitude. It's more than just feeling sorry for people. It's doing something, actually an action. As we look at the the meaning for mercy we find it's compassion, kindness, or goodwill towards the miserable and afflicted, 
that results in action. Not just the thought, not just the sorry feeling, not just the empathy, but one that leads to action. In Hebrew, the word chesed is given, meaning the ability to get, the, to get right inside the person's skin until we can see things with his eyes, think things with his minds, and feel things with his feelings. Jack Hayford puts it very well, and this is what he says. Mercy is God's constant compassion for the helpless and undeserving to show compassion for someone in serious need. Mercy is not merely a passive emotion, but an active desire to remove the cause of distress in others. Calling your attention to that last line. What is it? It is an active desire to remove the cause of distress in others. Praise the Lord. We live in a world where people are in distress all around us. And I believe that God has strategically placed us in places and allows us to meet people whereby we could make a difference. I believe that God has instilled grace in us. God has instilled resources for us Praise the Lord, so that we can activate those resources in doing what? In taking out the cause of distress in others. Praise the Lord. When you look in the scripture, we can find many images of mercy. Look at this image of mercy. Can you identify this image of mercy? Joseph is surrounded by his brothers who treated him really bad. How bad can you treat? These guys went to the extreme. You know what they did? They took these supplies, the food supplies that Joseph brought, consumed them, and then cast this fellow into the ditch, took his robe, dipped it in the, in the blood of a lamb, told the father that he was killed by a wild animal. In the meantime, what they had really done was sold him as a slave to the slave traders. That's what they did to him. But his life is a beautiful portrayal of what mercy can be. He had, when he had gained the power to retaliate in full force. Instead of retaliating, we see Joseph shows mercy to his brothers. Praise the Lord. Not just feeling bad for them, but holding the power to harm them, to maim them, to eliminate them. Mind you, he had the power to do it, he had the reason to do it, and he, no one would have really found out 
mind you, he plays games with them. He sets them up. All these things as he does, he has a bowel full of mercy. Praise the Lord. What he does is actually forgives his brothers. Years later, when their father died, the brothers come back to him. Because they thought that now that our father is dead, our brother would surely take revenge. Listen. The brothers of Joseph connected the mercy that they received to the existence of their elderly father. In other words, they thought Joseph showed mercy because their father was still around. They misunderstood the mercy that Joseph showed. Joseph's mercy was not connected to his father, but to God who is rich in mercy. Praise the Lord. Our connections on earth are temporal in nature. What we glean from people on earth is temporal in nature because People, as we as human beings, we change. Today we might be merciful, tomorrow we might not be merciful. Today we might be good, God forbid, tomorrow we might not be good. So we change constantly. In a moving world, in a changing world, there can be change in us. Therefore, the traits and the attributes that we pick ought to be from an unmoving, unchanging, immutable God because that is what really lasts. Joseph had mercy, praise the Lord, because all throughout his life, God was merciful to him, praise the Lord. So he showed mercy, praise the Lord. What a beautiful image of what mercy He's all about. Look at the other image of mercy. This is Jesus sharing a story about the Good Samaritan. The question that prompted the story is, who is my neighbor? And Jesus starts the story about the Good Samaritan. You know, a man went up down to Jericho. And as he's going, he falls into the hands of the thieves. The thieves rough him up and they throw him aside to be Wounded to be dead, you know. But we see first the, the, the Levite comes, the priest comes, all these guys, they just ignore him. And then finally the good Samaritan comes. And the Bible says what he does is he looks at him, he has sympathy, he has, he has compassion on him. Instead of leaving him there, the Bible says, what does he do? He pulls out the oil and the wine. He pours the oil and the wine into this guy, puts the Bandages him up, puts him on his truck, on his four-wheeler called donkey, takes him to the nearest Holiday Inn Express, pulls out his American Express gold card, puts it up on the table and says, here's the card, charge it on me. Praise the Lord. And as Jesus finishes that story, Jesus asks the question, who do you think is a neighbor? And the fellow says, the one who had mercy on him. Praise God. What a beautiful picture of mercy. You know, what it tells us is the scripture 
brings it to our attention that mercy can be shown to our nearest and our dearest and those who are far away from us. Praise the Lord. We all are connected one way or the other. And so sometimes it's easier for us to show mercy to those who are connected. But then when there is no connection, it is very hard to show mercy unless you are merciful. Praise the Lord. So Jesus uses this image here, the portrayal here, to show that mercy can be given to the stranger, to the fellow that you have no connection with. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this is the portrayal of mercy that we see in the scripture. And the Bible teaches us why we should show mercy. Why is it that we should show mercy? Three reasons we're going to present to you. Three reasons. Number one, God showers mercy. Praise the Lord. When God introduces himself to Moses, this is how God introduces himself to Moses. Look at what God says in Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands. Look, when God introduces himself to Moses, when he displays his attributes to Moses, God first says, I am who? I am a merciful God. Praise the Lord. God is a merciful God. A merciful God who showers mercy upon all of his creation. Look what the psalmist says in Psalm 145. Praise God. You know, Psalm 145, verse 8 and 9, the first verse, verse 8. Again, the psalmist is repeating that God is a God of mercy. But then see how far that mercy extends. Praise the Lord. Look at the divine attribute and how God is merciful. What does the word say? The Lord is good to all and his mercies are over all his works. God is good to A-L-L. Praise the Lord. And his mercies are, praise God. Look, his mercies are over all his works. The three-letter word, A-L-L, is so big, praise the Lord. All of God's creation can come within A-L-L. Praise the Lord. I fall in A-L-L. You fall in A-L-L. In other words, A-L-L is so big. That everyone falls within A-L-L. Praise the Lord. So God showers mercy upon all. Praise God. So why show mercy? Because God showers mercy on all. 
Praise the Lord. Number two, look at that. God commands mercy. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 6, verse 36 goes like this. And you can read it. This is what Luke chapter 6, verse 36. Therefore, be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. Praise the Lord. This is not an option. Jesus is saying, listen, therefore be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we need to see what is this that Jesus is talking about. I don't have the time to dig into everything. Just want to touch a few things. When you read that whole passage, you will see what Jesus is talking about. Okay. Now, look at this. I'm going to read a few of them. Give to everyone who asks of you and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. Ooh. But listen, and just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Wow. Praise the Lord. The next verse. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. So there is a earthly level of operation. And there is a heavenly level of operation. What is this earthly level of operation? You know, we by nature, not everyone, there is an auto response, an automatic response. What is the automatic response? The automatic response is when someone does good to us, we, good, we do good back to them. That's the automatic response. Okay, but the heavenly response is, is doing good to those who do not do good to us. So if someone gives us a gift, the automatic response is we give them a gift back. You know, the season is coming, the season of gifts where people are going to giving gifts left and right, back and forth, back and forth. And you know, it's, it's an, it's an unending cycle in the next month. But here Jesus is saying, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. People of the world do it. What's the big deal? Jesus is saying. Next one. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. Everybody does that. Praise the Lord. And you and I are called to be not everybody, but Different, praise the Lord. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But, Jesus says, love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Wow. Heavenly Father is, is kind to the unthankful and evil. After saying that, he's saying, Therefore, be merciful just as your Father also is 
merciful. In other words, Jesus is saying is that, you know, you have a father in heaven. And one of his attributes is he's a merciful father. And God expects his children to have some of his attributes. Praise the Lord. And be merciful as the father is merciful. Now, it's, this is a very hard thing to practice in our life. Praise God. But when you operate in that plane, you're able to do it. As I said before, it cannot be connected to entities on the earth, but it has to be connected to the heavenly father. So the Bible commands, God commands, God says, Show mercy as I have shown mercy. Number three is, why is it that we need to show mercy? Because we are the recipients of mercy. Paul puts it beautifully. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 onwards, God who is rich in mercy. Praise the Lord. What did he do? He loved us. God who is rich in mercy, he loved us. Us. How, to what extent? To those us who were dead in our trespasses and our sins. He has quickened us up. He has raised us up. And he has made us to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Look at the extent that mercy has been given to us. Because God was in mercy, because of his great love towards us, what did he do? Praise the Lord. He reached out to us and he did the undeserving thing for you and for me. Praise God. So why is it that we should show mercy? The Bible is very clear. Number one, we should show mercy because God showers mercy. God is merciful. We should show mercy because God commands mercy. We should show mercy because we are recipients of mercy. Praise the Lord. St. John Chrysostom puts it like this. Mercy imitates God and does what to Satan? Mercy imitates God and disappoints Satan. You and I are called to disappoint Satan. When you show mercy... The trait of the heavenly father is seen in us and we imitate God. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful thing for us to do in our life. And God is telling us that we need to be merciful to who? Number one, be merciful to those who doubt. Jude writing, Jude 24 says, be merciful to those who doubt. Praise the Lord. You know, be merciful to those who doubt. Doubt what? Doubt the word of God. Doubt the will of God. Doubt the ways of God. Doubt the works of God. Praise God. You know, when Judas writing is talking about false teachers that were prevalent with false doctrines which were able to lead the people astray. Praise the Lord. Doubts has the potential to derail us from our destiny. 
Doubts are so dangerous that it can lead us to destruction. Praise the Lord. Therefore, the Bible is saying, be merciful to those who doubt. Praise the Lord. Be merciful to those who doubt. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is it that we are asked to do? Show merciful to those who doubt and correct them, reroute them. If they are derailed in life, put them back on track. The ministry of Jesus is very clear in this aspect. Praise the Lord. Jesus, we see that John the Baptist had doubts. John the Baptist was a trailblazer. Heaven announced his coming. He was a very unique character in the Bible. He identified Jesus. He said, the one he called out and said, behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Praise the Lord. He was the one who was sent as a forerunner for Jesus. He was the one who had the message of fire and brimstone. A man with a zero tolerance for compromise. Praise God. He had the and the guts, the audacity to stand before Herod and tell him that what he was doing was wrong. Praise the Lord. And of course, he was thrown into the slammer and he was awaiting his death. When he was waiting, perhaps he thought Jesus would come and deliver. But Jesus continued his ministry. Praise the Lord. You know what Jesus did? John sends people, his disciples to Jesus to inquire, are you the one or should we wait for someone else? Praise the Lord. If John the Baptist, if he had doubts in his heart, the best of us or the least of us, praise God, can go through doubts in our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to understand when we experience hardships in our lives, when we experience unpredicted events in our lives, that's when doubts creep into our hearts. When doubt creeps into our heart, God has placed us around people in the fellowships who are able to minister to our needs. That is why it is absolutely important that we be a part of the fellowship. That we put ourselves in the midst of fellowship. Praise God. That we are in a place where we are able to receive the ministry of God's word. Praise God. There are so many different theories and teachings and doctrines that come out. And we can be easily swayed if we are not grounded in God's word. If we have to be grounded in God's word, we need to have a habit of learning the scripture, meditating the scripture, reading the Bible, and sitting under the preaching and teaching of God's word. This morning I was telling the church, we have almost every day except Monday, we have services Five of them or six of them through Zoom. 
Besides the Sunday service, at least make it a point that you attend one service. Praise the Lord. I know everybody's busy. And in your, in your haste and in your, in, in your schedule, that's, that's very hard. Try to find time because it's important that you and I align ourselves constantly in the will of God, in the word of God. Praise God. It's very easy to go astray. It's very easy for doubts to creep into our heart and disturb our peace. Praise God. Derail our, our destiny, derail us from our destiny. Praise God. It can throw us off from what God wants to do in our lives. Doubts. Praise God. You know, we have a disciple called the Doubting Thomas. Thomas had a doubt when the other disciples said, Jesus is risen. Thomas said, no way, Jose, unless I see him. I put my hands in his nail scar hands and put my hands on his side. I'm not going to believe. Praise the Lord. What did Jesus do? Did Jesus scold Thomas? Did Jesus come hard on Thomas? Did Jesus come and rip him off? Praise the Lord. No, that's not what Jesus did. Jesus showed up just for Thomas. Thomas was not there when Jesus initially showed up. So Jesus made sure the next meeting where Thomas was, Jesus showed up. Praise the Lord. Jesus can orchestrate events in our life in such a manner. Even when we miss out on him. Praise the Lord. He makes sure that he would pursue you and me. Because his love for us is a reckless love which pursues us, which tracks us down. And he comes to that point saying, Thomas, listen, I know you're doubting me. Praise the Lord. But you know, Thomas, it's okay. Here, praise the Lord. Come, put your hands into the snail's scarred hands. Praise the Lord. Put your hands onto my side. Go ahead, feel it. Praise the Lord. I know that you are full of doubts. I am here to clear the doubts. This morning, the nail-scarred hands of Jesus and the sides that have been broken for us stands as an evidence, praise God, that Jesus will go out of his way just to reinstate you and me when doubts creep into our lives. How does he do it? He does it through the ministry of the men and women in the house of God. Praise God. So I beckon and I plead with everyone, those who are listening to me, plug yourself into a small group. Plug yourself into one of the midweek service. Plug yourself into the Sunday school. Plug yourself into the youth activities. Let me tell you, none of us are immune from the attack of the enemy. Praise God. None of us have a diplomatic immunity that Satan will look and say I'm going to leave him alone when he attempts God has put provisions around us and you and I need to tap into those provisions because that helps us to go forward strong praise the Lord number one show mercy to those who doubt number two those who offend us there's going to be a lot of people going to offend us praise God you know we can either learn to override when people offend us. Praise the Lord. Be grounded in God's word. Be 
merciful. In other words, when people offend us, be merciful and do what? Forgive them. Praise the Lord. There will be moments in our lives when people will offend us. Praise the Lord. You know? And then there are people around us that can fall, falter, or make mistakes in their lives. When people do make mistakes in their lives, what is our response to them? Praise God. What is our response to them? You know, Paul writing to the Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Make allowance. Praise the Lord. You know, growing up, perhaps you got allowance from your parents. Praise the Lord. In other words, make room. Make room because there are going to be people around us who's going to rub us the wrong way. Praise the Lord. See, we live in a world where people are constantly interacting with others. Praise the Lord. Sometimes they will rub us the wrong way. When they rub us the wrong way, what is it that is expected of us? We are expected to show mercy. Meaning what? Praise the Lord. We are expected to show what? Forgive them. Why? Paul says, remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Forgiving is easy. Forgiving is not easy, especially when someone does harm to us. Praise the Lord. The only way we can forgive is when we connect our offenses and see how God has responded to us. Praise the Lord. If you have a hard time forgiving anyone, for a moment, sit down. Think what Jesus has done for you. How much he has forgiven you. How far he went for you. Is it because we are perfect that we stand and we sit and we move around? No. We all have our own shares of falls and falters in our lives. Some are known. Most of them are unknown. Praise the Lord. And I pray that all of our closets, if there are skeletons in our closets, I pray that it will remain sealed forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, more than that, have the conviction and the assurance that the offenses in our lives have been repented, renounced, and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Even if people will point fingers at you, Satan will point fingers at you. Praise the Lord. It's not going to stand because heaven has cleared it off. And because heaven cleared our offenses, praise God. God is saying, the Bible says, we have to Forgive and forget. Praise the Lord. The next one is show mercy to those who are different. Paul writing to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5.14. Warn them that are unruly. Encourage the timid. Help the weak. 
be patient with everyone. Four instructions Paul gives here. Look at this. Number one, clearly warn those whose behavior is out of line with the way of the Lord. See, when we talk about mercy, 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 we should not misunderstand. The scripture is very balanced. Praise the Lord. Mercy does not just simply mean you wink at sin. Praise the Lord. Where rebuke has to be given, rebuke has to be given. You know, the Bible is very clear in Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete and fully equipped for good works. The Bible teaches us what is right, what is not right, how to get right, how to stay right. The Bible teaches us what is right, what is not right, how to get right, how to stay right. So in the name of mercy, we do not blink everything. But God tells us that we have to show mercy to those who offend us. Here, look how balanced the teaching of Paul is. Paul is saying, number one, he says, warn them that are unruly. Meaning, clearly warn those guys or girls who are out of line with the way of the Lord. Number two, comfort those who are hard time understanding the will of God. Number three, support those who are weak in the Lord. Number four, be patient with everyone. You know, every one of us are different. Look at us. Just the physique, look at us. The way we look. Our heights, our, 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 the, the number of pounds that we carry, you know, our IQ levels, you know, some are very bright, some are not all that bright. You know, all of us are different in our makes, in our molds, in our likes, in our dislike, in our disposition. We all are different. Just because someone don't come up to par to us doesn't mean that we can look down at them. Praise the Lord. There are people who are weak in faith. There are people who are not very bright. There are people who are not able. There are people who are not very handsome. There are people who are not all that beautiful. Not all of us fit for Mr. Universe. Not all of us will be Miss universe you know not everybody is handsome and beautiful so all of us come in different shades and different colors and different heights you know every one of us are different you know so i miss this vast difference you know if god has put us in the excellent arena praise the lord he's saying what you know those who are different Different in any realms, starting from the faith realm and up. Praise the Lord. What are we supposed to do? We are supposed to be showing mercy to them. Praise the Lord. Romans 15, 7, Paul puts it like this. Accept one another. Then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Hey, look. What happens when you accept others? Just as Christ accepted us, we bring praise to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Finally, we want to bring this. The perks and the promises. The perks 
and the promises. Perk number one. Those who show mercy does good to his own soul. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful verse. The merciful man does himself good. Hey, when you show mercy to someone, you do good to yourself. So at least be selfish. Ah. When you show mercy, you're doing good to yourself. Wow. That's what the writer of Proverbs says. Another verse in go, version goes like this. Your own soul is nourished when you are kind. So what does that mean? When we are unkind and unmerciful, praise the Lord, we have a famished soul. Praise God. Remember, merciful. If you have to give mercy, we have to be merciful. Praise the Lord. And when we are merciful, the Bible says, the merciful man does himself good. Listen, we're all waiting for somebody to do good to us. Stop it. Do something good for yourself. Even if nobody does good to you, you can do good to yourself. How do you do good to yourself? By being merciful. Praise the Lord. When you are merciful, you do good to yourself. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's time that you did some good to yourself. Tell your neighbor, come on. Tell your neighbor, it's time for you to do some good to yourself. Praise the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. You ought to be merciful simply because it's going to bring blessings to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's going to bring blessing to you. You know, sometimes we can learn this from the people in the world. Jesus said, blessed are those who are merciful. They will be blessed. Just before COVID, our young people from this church, we went for an evangelism training. I don't know how many of you guys remember this. We went to Franklin Square and under the auspicious of the Salvation Army Fort there, we had a training session, a classroom session, and after the classroom session, we were allowed to go out and do some evangelism. It was an evangelism workshop that the church had done for those who wanted to go for evangelism. And I was there, and there were many young people from our church there. So after the workshop, we went outside for practical, and we were, we were paired up, and we went out to, to share the gospel. And as we were sharing the gospel, uh, we met, uh, I don't remember who was there with me. Somebody was there with me. I don't know who was the partner. Uh, we met a, a, a homeless man there. And of course, you know, it's, it's a poor rundown neighborhood, the place that we went. And the homeless man, of course, wanted a handout. And um, asked us for a handout. And I asked him, what is it that you want the money for? He says, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in days, I said, okay, come, I'll buy you food. You know, when, when someone who's hungry, if they are really hungry and you offer them to buy food, they will come with you. If they are not really hungry and if they have any other intention with the money, you know, they won't come with you. I've learned this long time back. So anybody who asks me for a handout out in the street, if I have the time, that's what I do. I said, come, let, I'll, I'll buy you food. 
So we went to the nearest deli. And as we walked in, he came with us. And I said, you can order whatever you want. And you can, you can eat that. He looked at the menu that was written all over the place. It was the deli. And he picked the most priciest thing on the menu up there. And I was like, surprised. But I said, you know, hey, I offered it. So he looked and he ordered the most priciest thing on there. And the owner of the deli walked in and he looked at him and he says, yo, you got money on you? I said, he looked at me. I said, he's with me. The guy just walked away. He ordered, the food was prepared right in front of us. Packed it and handed it over to him. Now listen to this carefully. Very interesting. As he took the food, packed it into his hands. He looked at me again and he said, can I order one more? I said to myself, the audacity of this man. Praise the Lord, can I or I said, why do you need two? I asked him. He said, you know, I have a friend that's with me in that, under that bridge. And I would like to have one for him. My heart just melted. He could have just taken it, walked to the corner, consumed it, or walk away. No, his friend would have never known. Praise Lord. Sometimes we can learn from the world. That day I learned something, a good lesson. Recipient of mercy. Even though he did not have the ability to bless someone, he did not hesitate, does not know me at all. That's what you call stretching the mercy. But he thought that why not give it a shot? If this guy can be merciful to buy me lunch, why can't I try him? And ask for my friend. Praise the Lord. Recipients of mercy. Blessed are those who are merciful. Sometimes we think. That we need to have the resources within ourselves. To be merciful to others. Praise the Lord. At times we can use the resources that we have. Or even that we don't have to bless someone else. Praise the Lord. Yes, be merciful. Praise the Lord. To who? What does the Bible says? Doing good to his own soul. Praise the Lord. Next one. Look at the next one. You glow in the darkness. Prophet Isaiah talks about in chapter 58. The kind of fasting that God approves the kind of fasting that God approves and as he goes on this is what God says is it not to deal is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house when thou seest the naked that thou cover him and thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thine health shall spring forth speedily, 
and the righteousness shall go before thee, the glory of the Lord. Another version goes like this. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and the darkness be as the noonday. Praise the Lord. The Bible promises abundant, comprehensive blessing in every arenas of our lives. Physical, spiritual, emotional, mental. In any arenas of your life that you're experiencing darkness. The Bible promises us, listen, number one, when you are merciful, you will be filled. You are doing good to yourself. Number two, when you are merciful, the darkest arenas of your life will experience the light from heaven. Meaning, you will glow in darkness. Meaning, God will come through for you in that arena. Praise the Lord. I want to challenge. Christmas is coming. You're going to be stuffing stockings. Right? Fireplaces, stockings, everything is good. The other day I was talking to one of the kids in the church and asked, do you have your stockings ready? He says, not yet. Praise the Lord. What do we do? We stuff the stockings. We bless each other. Father blesses mother, mother blesses father, husband, wife, wife, husband, children, back and forth. We are busy giving gifts. It's good. Keep it up. This year, I want to challenge you. Add one extra stocking in there. If you have four people in your family, add a fifth one. If you have five, add a sixth one. If you have ten, add eleventh one. An extra stocking and you write on it to the poor and the hungry. Give it out. If it is Christmas Eve that you are doing it, go out Christmas Eve. Find somebody and give that stocking to them. That's practical. Don't be happy just giving gifts to each other. There are lots of hungry people out there. Praise the Lord. There are lots of poor people out there. There are lots of hurting people out there. Do what you can. The Bible says when you do, you will glow in the darkness like a firefly. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Final one, we receive mercy. Who doesn't want mercy? We all want mercy. We started with that, right? We all want mercy. I want mercy. You want mercy. We all want mercy. Only some are very lucky to have their wives with the name mercy. People like Sandosh are blessed with the mercy, right? And you're not talking about that mercy. We are talking about mercy from above. And Jesus says when you give mercy, you receive mercy. Praise the Lord. This, reason, this season, we are thinking about the mercy that God showed each and every one of us. All of us have received mercy. Praise the Lord. God wants us to be merciful. Praise the Lord. God wants us to be merciful. And it's a cycle, guys. It's a cycle. When you are merciful, you will receive mercy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me conclude. Let me ask you a few questions. Let me ask you. Have you received the mercy of God? As it's depicted on the cross of Calvary. That's the greatest mercy to receive. 
Praise the Lord. God having mercy on us as sinners. If you've never ever tasted that mercy, I want you to taste that mercy of God. The grace of God. Making sure that your sins are atoned for. Receive Jesus into your life. That's the first thing that you can do. Next, are you merciful? Are you able to extend mercy in a practical practical life praise the lord to those who offend us those who give us a hard time praise the lord whether it's probably your workplace your boss who's giving you a hard time or perhaps in your home your children who are dis disobedient or a spouse that doesn't understand or a fellow brother who has been haunting you no matter what merciful give mercy there are people who doubt around us. Be merciful to them. Praise the Lord. Are you in a place where you want to receive mercy? Be merciful. You will receive mercy. What are some of the areas that you can identify where you want the mercy of God to flow into your lives? Is it in the arena of your home? Maybe it's time for you to show some mercy to your spouse. Maybe it's time for you to show some mercy to your children. If you're expecting mercy back, maybe try being merciful. Praise Lord. Regardless of what arena it is, you can melt the hard rock heart like a piece of wax or butter before the fire when you are merciful. All eyes closed.